This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. .net. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. 11.05 on a Friday. Bottom of the hour thereabouts, Dave Sproul covers Iowa State, KASI. We're going to talk Iowa State hoops uh, with Dave. Uh, and then we will give you an opportunity to win some barbecue. Before we do our picks, let's talk college football. This time every Friday we preview uh, the slate of college football. Uh, Monday we recap at 11.05. Let's get to it. Bama Bob, you heard the music. He's with us. Hello, Bama. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Bama. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Always a pleasure, Ken. Always good to talk to you. Bama, you know where I want to start with you? It's what we've been spoiled the last couple of nights, I think. The Sun Belt's been kind of fun, right? I mean, Wednesday night, uh, the Ragin' Cajuns in Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State last night. Ton of points scored. But for a couple of weekday nights going up against MLB, uh, not bad at all. Yeah, really not. Um, and that that's a good conference, Ken. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe the Missouri Valley in, in hoops or, you know, the Atlantic 10 in hoops. One of those that, that really, you know, a quote-unquote mid-major, obviously they're a group of five, but a lot of good teams in there. They, got, they have three wins over the Big 12 this year. Yep. I mean, you know. Trent's reminded Coastal us every Kansas. day this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Coastal beat Kansas, which, you know, big deal. But the, the one that stands out, obviously, yep. is Louisiana beating Iowa State opener and then Arkansas State beating Kansas State. But, yeah, that game last night was good. I think you're going to see those two. I think that might have been a preview of the championship game. I think, obviously, uh, you know, Arkansas State is going to have something to say about that uh, in, in the West against Louisiana. And, you know, we, we still haven't heard. Appalachian State usually is, is the, the dominant team in that conference, and we haven't really heard much from them they've yet to play a conference game because of covid and everything else but mm-hmm. so they'll they should have something to say in the east but yeah i mean it's been fun look louisiana comes here uh into uab next friday night so that'll be that'll be fun if if it weren't for all the the world as it is i might even actually go out to that game because i think that'll be a fun game but yeah good conference a lot of good football some guys that are going to play at the next level for sure. Let's get into the slate. Trent, start with you. Uh, do you have, is there any buzz on this Houston BYU game tonight? I think the number is four BYU. Yeah, Houston hasn't played a ton of games. Uh, they played last Thursday night, as we talked about, and righted their ship in the second half. This be BYU's toughest test so far. Oh, I, I think by yeah. a, a long ways. And the one thing you saw last week, UTSA was able to throw the football very effectively against BYU. Now. Who comes, uh, well, who you're facing? Yeah, Polgo, who loves right. to throw the football around here. Dangerous spot for BYU. Still very much in the mix, at the very least, to get a New Year's Six bull bid. 
going to have to go undefeated to do that with their yeah. schedule. They got Boise later in the year in San, uh, San Diego State, but this is one they have to get there. They can get a, get a good one. In fact, I think maybe one of the more compelling games of the weekend. It's pretty light. Good. Uh, Bama, just real quick on this one. You, any buzz to you in this football game? A little bit. Uh, just kind of as Trent echoed there as well. Um, you know, BYU, I think, biggest test to date. You look at the schedule, Navy, Troy, La Tech, UTSA. Not exactly murderer's row. Yeah. Zach Wilson's been good. Yeah, he you know, 80% of his passes, um, you know, 1,200 yards. So that's about 300 a game, eight eight touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Houston, what do we know about them? Uh, this is only their second game. Had the game against Baylor canceled, which is really too bad. I think that was going to be one of the, the better games of the year. But it's a dangerous spot for BYU. Uh, you mentioned the number four. I've you know, seen it around you know between four and five and I don't know. I mean, if you, if you're if you're a little bit of a gambler, you got a lot you got a lot of film or you know of data if you want on BYU. Not much on Houston, but might be one to play the money line on the Cougars. I don't know. I think mm. it'd be a tough spot for BYU. All right, let's get into the uh, Power Five boys. Uh, Big Twelve only has one game. I'm not going to ask you about uh, West Virginia and Kansas. No, no. <laughs> Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ten. Next, thank you. Big Ten next week will be back. Uh, so this is mostly going to be ACC. Yeesh. Um, yeah, and and the SEC. So let's do a couple of hits on the ACC games. Miami, uh, they were in the spot last uh, light last week. It didn't go well for them. Bama, uh, Pitt didn't go well for them as they lose in overtime with the kicker who kicked the fifty-eight yarder to send it to extra time. Uh, couldn't kick the point after to extend the game uh, in extra time. Uh, Pitt Miami um, might be a good game. Could be, and I, I think it has. A, I think it. Yeah, I mean it's all, it's all the psychological factor, really. Miami has more talent; they have the best player. Yeah, uh, they have the best player by far on defense. I think, although you know Pitt's pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pitt coming back back to back one point losses. I mean, so wh- where are they? You know, in, in terms of you know the mm-hmm. conference is probably gone for them, or the at least the conference title game. So tough spot going to Miami. Miami. You know, how much effort, energy did they put into that Clemson game only to just get, <clears throat> excuse me, annihilated on, a, on, on network television, a game that wasn't close. And so where do they, where are they now? I guess this is, this is a psychological game as much as anything to me. You know, Miami can, you know, put the Clemson win behind them. They should win. The line's 13 and a half. I would, you know, I'd probably grab those points. I think, yeah, I, I, think just, I would. Pitt, I think Pitt has been, really tough and had some, you know, been snake bit a little bit. And, you know, if they can hold it together, I think they can keep this game close. Don't know if they can win it. They, I think they can keep it close. Uh, Trent, how about you? Yeah, that offensive line for Miami, we saw improvements the first couple of weeks, but how difficult it was. And now Pitt, what they're good at is their front four, and they're really the front seven overall here. I think this is going to be a tight game, probably a boring game, 21-13, something like that. Certainly like the points, though, with the Panthers. All right, Trent, we'll stay with you. Uh, Boston College, Vatek, I'm going to talk about this game later on. Do you yeah. have an opinion? Well, we talked about this on our, our t- Mediacom TV show on the gambling side. Boy, it almost feels too lucky. Boston College has been, I thought, really impressive this year. Yep. Virginia Tech has been inconsistent. The one thing, as I've dug deeper, it's not part of my picks uh, for today, 
is Virginia Tech is continuing to get not only a lot of players back off the the COVID list, but also so many coaches. Remember, they had that first oh, game where yeah. they didn't have their defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. They didn't have their second in command of the defense. They were third in command, some guy that had never called defensive plays before. <laughs> Those coaches are now also part of it here. Maybe that has something to do with the number, but it does seem fishy at the very least. Maybe I should take a closer look at that. Maybe slight because I got you. I've got some uh, some winning to do to catch you, Trent Condon. Uh, Bama, any take on this game? Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of with Trent here a little bit. I, I, I like Virginia Tech. They, they, they face so much. They're, they're really getting back to, you know, full strength, if you will. Uh, like he said, and uh, he makes a great point about the coaches. I think that's as big as anything. Yeah. Um, look, they don't throw the ball very much. They've only had 51 passes through three games. I mean, that's a half for Mike Leach. So, I mean, they're, they're really rely on the ground game, uh, you know, over 300 yards a game, but, Shootout against North Carolina last week that they lost. So, I, I'm, you know, Boston College. I don't know the, the win over. Uh, you know, we talked about the win over Pitt last week or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I just think that uh, Virginia Tech with that offense a little bit too high power, getting healthy at home. I'd probably take the Hokies uh, even laying the twelve. All right, let's go to uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. That's an early kickoff. I love watching Terry Wilson, the quarterback for Kentucky. Uh, blue versus Orange. Bama, your thoughts on this one, the game uh, at, at Tennessee. Uh, have an opinion on this yeah. game? Yeah. I, listen, if Tennessee wants to be – you asked it last week, Ken, is Tennessee legit? Yeah. Now, are they back? Are they legit? If you're legit, the game you got to win. I know Kentucky's good. I, I agree with you on Wilson. I like him. Listen, they hung with Georgia last week, who I think may be the best team in the SEC. Best um, team? Oh, interesting. Com- yeah, you know, most uh, a little tease maybe. Yeah. Um, but look, they hung with him for a half, uh, and then Georgia did what Georgia should have, you know, was supposed to do if you're the number three team. But uh, if you're if you're Tennessee, they got they got Alabama next coming to Knoxville. So it's it, is it a trap game between Georgia and Alabama for them? I don't know. So this is one to me. If you're Jeremy Pruitt and if you're Tennessee, you put that loss behind you. You don't have them looking forward to next week. If you really want to be considered a contender, it's a game you have to win if you're Tennessee because otherwise you're staring a three-game losing streak in the face with Alabama coming there next week, and all of a sudden now any momentum you've had is pretty much lost. Trent? Don't have a great feel on this one. This is my sit-out game this week. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised by anything. touchdown favorite, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's down to six. Is it six? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw this morning in this game. Just can't get a good read right now, I don't think, on either of these teams coming into this game. Well, stay tuned to 1150. I've got a very good read on this football game. Uh, let's stay in the SEC. Trent, Kellen Mond played his best game uh-huh. uh, in college. Uh, Mississippi State, Mike Leach is not a happy camper. Uh, would not have been fun practicing, I wouldn't think, in Starkville this week. Uh, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Let down. Here it is. You think so? Going into Stark yeah. Vegas, and this thing has... Ru- this is what we've seen in the SEC, really, outside of uh, last week in the Arkansas should have win against Auburn. Yeah. And you see they changed that. Yes. Jesus. Letdowns happen here. Now, it's inside of a touchdown, so you're going to have to... You're going to have to maybe uh, bite a little bit to take this one, but I like Mississippi State to at least keep this snug against A&M. Still A&M pulls it out with the late field goal. Gotcha. They didn't change the result. They just changed the way that they're mm-hmm. going to adjudicate that uh, going forward. Bama, Trent thinks this is a letdown. Do you, for a and I think it has the potential. Um, listen, and again, I think it, it all comes down to, you know, what did Mississippi State do in practice? Mike Leach really 
laid into them last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lit them up. You know, talking about malcontents. When yep. you use that word with your team, that is that is not a good description that you want to hear if you're a player about you know being called a malcontent. Is he talking about me? Is he talking about the guy next to me? Who's he talking about? Um, listen. KJ Costello's got to play better. He's on the line. You know, Leach wouldn't commit to him. I think it's going to be interesting to see who he trots out. You know, how big of a change in personnel are they? Because they really, I mean, two point uh, safety is all they got. They basically got shut out against Kentucky, only scoring a safety. So, but I'm with you. Uh, listen, A&M has been wildly inconsistent. Kellen Mond has been wildly inconsistent. Uh, again, if if you want to be considered taken seriously, the game you really need to win against a team that, where are they? Are, are they having a, a mutiny inside that program, or have they corrected it? Because if they play like they did against LSU, it's going to be a shootout. Um, I don't know if Bond can play any better than he did last week. Uh, if he does, they'll win. If he doesn't, you know, I think it's going to be tight. And I think it's going to be tight just because he has not shown over his career that he can put back-to-back games together. Uh, let's do 30 seconds on this game and then save the best for last, which is Georgia and Alabama. And apparently Nick Saban, according to Desmond Howard, says he's going to be on the sidelines coaching. Uh, Auburn, South Carolina. This is an early game. I think I'll go back and forth between this one and Kentucky, Tennessee. Alabama, we'll start with you. South Carolina and Auburn. Auburn, one of the disappointing teams for me so far. Yeah, this is a Malzahn special just waiting to happen. Um, and by that I mean... You know, losing a game that he's favored to win. It's on the road. They're only a three and a half point favorite. Look, you, you talked about the game. You know, Arkansas. They they should have lost that game yeah. last week. That play was not ruled. It it was ruled correctly in the fact that the whistle blew. It was not ruled correctly in the fact that they missed the, the whistle should not have blown. Right. They they blew it. Absolutely blew it. That should have been Arkansas's football game over. Uh, Auburn one and two didn't happen. Look, South Carolina, they've lost to Tennessee, lost to Florida, beat Vanderbilt, whatever that means. Vanderbilt's the Kansas of the SEC uh, this year. So, I don't know. I just think it's a tough spot for Auburn. Not been really impressed with Bo Nix. They can't really run the ball. They're only averaging about 120 yards a game. That's not going to get it done because they're not explosive on the outside. And I, listen, I'm, I'm t- I'm, I would grab the points here, uh, you know, against – I just think this has all the – the classic trademarks of the Gus Malzahn era of laying an egg against a team that they're favored against on the road. You have an opinion, Trent? No, that, I can't believe you like this game. I, I just trying to fill some, find some games. It's a tough week. It is. It's not the shiniest <laughs> week uh, until the very end of the night, and that's seven o'clock. And Trent, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Georgia and Alabama. Alabama kind of gave us a little tease earlier on. Alabama's, what What are they favored? Four now? Four and a half. Four and a half, so it's starting to tick back up a little bit. Yep, that's a consensus across the board in Vegas. And now I get to lay just four and a half with Alabama. I'll give this to me all day long. Yeah. Saban, the point spread, I think this is a huge overreaction. You have what's happening, of course, after a week where they looked awful defensively. Mm-hmm. Even if Saban's not there and you know he's still talking to these guys in one form or fashion, they know that's going to be cleaned up. And what we've seen historically, number one offense against number one defense. For years and years, it was always take the defense. In today's modern college football over the last 25 years, not the case. Take the offense. and The best offense in the country right now is Alabama. Give me Mac Jones. I will lay those points with confidence. Interesting. I think this is going to be, this is going to be a double-digit win for the Crimson Tide. 
Well, uh, Bama Bob, I, I, I guess we've got Thurston Howell the Third still a quarterback, right? What's his uh, Stetson, Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett. For those of you who don't remember Stetson Thurston Bennett. Howell the Third, he was in uh, what was the name of that show on the uh, Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Uh, Stetson Bennett the the Third. Uh, Bama, uh, take your time. Tell us about this game. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me. This is the one. Let, the, the crazy thing is, Ken, in the grand scheme of things, it may not matter uh, because we may get this game again no. in the SEC championship game. I think, in fact, you know, probably the betting line would say this is going to be the SEC championship game. I know Florida will have something to say with that, but they got to get their defense corrected. All that said, look, I think this is within the margin. I think this is a field goal game. I, I understand Alabama's you know, explosive offense, but really you look at who have they played on defense, and it's not a whole lot. I mean, Mississippi State can't stop. I'm sorry, Ole Miss can't really stop anybody. Missouri can't really stop anybody. Um, You know, Texas A&M can't really stop anybody. This is the best defense they're going to see. I like Mac Jones. If they can run it, Najee Harris, I think, is the key here. They've got to be able to generate some kind of a running game against a pretty stout Georgia defense. And Georgia has played two pretty good teams in Auburn and Tennessee and handled them pretty handily at home. I will tell you this, Georgia's, as always, against Alabama, Georgia is overly confident. Um, we've seen it in the national championship game. We've seen it in SEC championship games. This is the first. This was a regularly scheduled game. This is not one of those throw-in kind of, you know, schedule hey, we're going to throw Alabama and Georgia. They were scheduled to play. They'll play next year in Athens, hopefully with 85,000 fans. Mm -hmm. I just think this game's going to be tight. I think it's, you know, it may get in, you know, 31-28, 30-27, something like that. I agree with Trent. Alabama will clean up their defense. Uh, And I'll tell you, as crazy as it sounds, Georgia will be easier to defend for them than uh, Ole Miss was just because Ole Miss throws it so much. Eventually, uh, it'll it'll catch up to them. But I just think this is a slugfest, and would not surprise me if this is the first time that Nick Saban, if he is on the sideline, which it sounds like he will be, which I think is a factor, it's a big factor. Um, I think this could be that that twenty and O streak he has against assistants could come to an end this week. Would not shock me. I like Alabama. I would not really lay the points. I'm not as confident as Trent. I hope he's right. Uh, I just think this is one that Georgia's looking so forward to and uh, on the road. If this, I would like Alabama's chance. I'll put it this way. As crazy as it sounds, I would like their chance better if it were in Athens just because I think Georgia will rally around team first going on the road and I think they've got a lot to prove because Alabama has been their kryptonite and cost them an awful lot over the last three years. We have one minute left, Trent. Is there a sneaky game that we didn't discuss? Is there anything the bones picked pretty clean? It is uh, 12.30 Army. 12.30. Going on the road to UTSA. Mentioned the Roadrunners last last week week, that uh, was one of my picks in BYU. This game will also be part of my picks coming up here towards the end of the hour, but Think it'll be compelling? Think it'll be good? You like the triple option? There you go. A little something different. Uh, Bama? That surprises me. I thought he would go UCF Memphis. but That's not bad. Um, not bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave the 230 SEC game for Thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go a little bit later. North Carolina going to Florida State. Mm-hmm. I know Florida State's down. I know they've been putrid this year. 
fought back a little bit over the last couple of weeks uh, against Jacksonville State. I know it's FCS. Played better than we thought against Notre Dame on the road last week. North Carolina, you know, listen, again, if you want to be a challenger to Clemson, it's a game you have to win. I know it's not the typical Florida State team that we're used to, but, you know, who have you played? Nice win against Virginia Tech. The other wins, Syracuse, Boston College, the game you got to go on the road and win. I think it could be tighter than people think, so I'm, that's kind of mine I'm going to be keeping an eye on as the scores scroll across the bottom of the screen. Interesting. I'll keeping an eye, as Bama alluded to, Old Miss in Arkansas. Old Miss is their letdown yep. uh, after their uh, game last week against Alabama, and how does Arkansas respond? Bama will recap it at this time on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, and thank you, Bama Bob, as we go around college football and take a look at the national slate of games. Thanks, Bama. All right, guys. Always enjoy it. Can't wait till we... Preview the Big Ten next week. Yeah, indeed. I can't wait. That's for sure. Thanks, Bama. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, uh, Trent, and I around college football every Friday at this time. Uh, It's time for another $1,000 handoff. I don't think KXNO is on the board. Any of the shows. You know, let's shock shock the three other local shows. Well, four Four, when you talk about the pregame. Let's shock them. Miller and Condon came through. I mean, get get a little something going. We, here. we do not have a winner on, on this not. radio station. We've got two of them: fourteen sixty and one hundred six point three. It's time for that thousand dollar handoff. Text the keyword "bank" to two hundred two hundred. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. That's "bank" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, uh, college basketball. Iowa State college basketball with Dave Sproul. He joins us next from KAS. Claxon's Barbecue still to give away our picks before noon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.0 to learn more. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Hey, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Just past eleven thirty on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. Let's get our friend Dave Sproul in here. Uh, Dave's with KASI. That's where the Cyclones play in Story County, uh, fourteen thirty on the AM dial. Do you have a high school football game tonight that you're calling, Dave Sproul? I believe you do, right? Yep, uh, the Inti uh, squad is at home to take on uh, Cedar Rapids uh, Jefferson. Uh, combined one win between the two schools, and that was Ames winning last week at Atelma. So it should be a barn burner. Indeed it should be. Well, just real quick on football, then I want to focus on basketball as everybody, all the schools are beginning practice here, Dave. Uh, it's a bye week. You guys had Matt Campbell via teleconference on Monday, but I'm guessing that since then there hasn't been a lot of news other than the good news as far as the lack of positive tests amongst athletes uh, attending Iowa State, which is certainly great to see but football wise dave has it been pretty quiet since monday yeah that's that's kind of how bye weeks are as you indicated just not much going on and you know they're they're staying in their bubbles as usual and and staying clean on the test and that's certainly good news as you mentioned and you know i imagine a lot of this week is really just uh focused on some of the things that matt campbell indicated in, in his press conference or the big 12 teleconference on monday is just working on a lot of detail things, the stuff he talks about winning in the margins and, you know, just getting sharper in a lot of the areas that, that they want to. Uh, I would think special teams might be kind of high on that list. Uh, but uh, then you start really worrying about Oklahoma State when you get back into the right. swing of things on Sunday. Yeah, indeed. And you know what? And I don't think it's over the top. Um 
If they beat the Cowboys, they'll have a win over Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, uh, and, and TCU. Um, look, Texas Tech isn't going to factor into things, but they're really if they get this one, Dave. I mean, it would be it would be an upset if they're not in Dallas playing for a championship, right? Well, I don't want to get too carried away, but that Trent wouldn't let me. No, no. Start. This is Iowa State football. We're talking about. Ken. <laughs> I, look, I know it. Yeah. Yeah, but that that would be. I mean, you might start looking at hotels in yeah. the Arlington area at that point, thinking about your budget and things like that. The problem is you got to have two dates in mind. But you know, if you get the seventy-two hour cancellation, then you're good to go. Well, Dave, let's get into basketball here a little bit for Iowa State. We've uh, talked a little hoops this week, and at the top, the Big Twelve looks to be loaded Oof. once again. It's going to be tough to make some uh, moves up that rung in the Big Twelve. Let's just start with the roster as a whole. Tyler Harris, the transfer from Memphis, he's going to be eligible. Jalen Coleman lands from DePaul. He'll be out there. Blake Hinson, though, from Ole Miss, not only not there, but also down in Florida. Were you able to unearth any bit more? Just kind of an odd story, one of the transfers that they landed. Yeah, information on that front is going to be doubly tough to get because of uh, you know medical privacy laws, mm-hmm. especially regarding uh, college students. So we probably won't find out more unless he or Iowa State voluntarily uh, offers that. And, you know, unfortunate, it is unfortunate for Iowa State that he's having this health issue and mm-hmm. not related to COVID-19, as they pointed out. And that's about all we know about it so far, because uh, uh, Henson is definitely a guy who is going to be a, a, an option, a guy who could probably come in and play right away and contribute, and you know, bring some uh, Division One experience to the floor. And that's something Iowa State definitely wanted out of the transfer market and, and got it. And the guys they roped in and you know, Hinton is six seven, kind of a guard forward, wing type player, uh, the kind of player that Iowa State really didn't have last year. And they have some other options there, but he was going to be one of the key guys in that sense, in that system for Iowa State that would get him away from kind of the two big man setup they almost were forced into last season and into a, more, a style more fitting with what Steve Brom wants to do. Well, there's certainly some parts to this team. It'll be interesting to see how they come together. And as Trent mentioned, that the, the uh, top of the Big 12 is going to be so difficult. Condit's got a chance to have a nice year. Uh, Tyler Harris, you guys mentioned the transfer from Memphis. I'm anxious to see how his game transfers over to the Big 12. Uh, we've seen Rasir Bolton, obviously Solomon Young coming back for another year. So uh, Xavier Foster, we'll see him as a true freshman. So they've got some parts. It's just going to be how are these parts going to fit together? and when they do fit together, how competitive can they be in this league? Dave and Dudley Blackwell's a freshman coming in. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of people really like his uh, potential. Uh, so, just your overall thoughts on this team and what the season might, uh, how it might unfold. Yeah, that's uh, the, making predictions about seasons right now is tough in a normal situation, but with COVID nineteen and how that could affect everything, uh, that makes it that much tougher. Uh, and like in football, you know practices for the most part from what i understand they're not doing a lot of things where you have the full team together certainly not as much as you would be they're kind of dividing the the team into pods and you know not taking the risk of exposing the whole team at once as much as possible so uh that might be something that kind of shows up on the court we know it showed up on the field for the iowa state football team and the fact that they weren't able to practice in the the normal sense uh, they would during a typical preseason and so basketball might be the same where the first game or two, uh, depending on how the non-conference is set up, uh, might be more of a feeling out process than, than anything else. And where wins and losses, I mean, they're going to matter when it comes to selection time if there's a tournament next spring. Uh, but it's also going to be 
in a, a deal where you might just put that aside, uh, win or loss, and say, well, how how does this team fit together? How are they working together on the court? And we're not really going to know that until they get at least a couple games under their belt. So Xavier Foster comes in as the most highly regarded, at least in recruiting circles. But many times big guys take longer to develop. Out of that next group of freshmen coming in, who do you like most to make an impact right away? Who's the guy you'd anticipate would be the leading scorer outside of Foster out of the freshman class? That's a really good question. I I think uh, Jaden Walker has a chance. He's got nice size, six five at guard. He's a little bit on the skinny side, but he's a guy who brings some athletic ability to the board. Dudley Blackwell, uh, six six two fifteen. Uh, so he's a guy you know he can show up at forward and, and mix it up a little bit down there. Uh, to try to pick one of those guys out is really going to be tough because Xavier Foster's you know recruiting rankings really stand out uh, above and beyond the rest, and his uh, athletic ability at his size certainly is, gives him a chance to make a, a big impact uh, right away. And you know the development of guys like uh, Trey Jackson coming back as a yeah. sophomore or Rajir Bolton, if he can take that next step as both a scorer and a team leader, uh, might take some pressure off those young guys. But at least one or two of those fellows beyond Foster. Are probably going to have to step up and make some kind of contribution uh, to the to the squad this season. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. I mean, this uh, this team. There's always been one guy, right? Who's the leader of this basketball team? Who's the guy when times are tough? Not the not a coach that needs to be a player that's going to you know get the team behind them. They've always had that guy. When I look at that roster, uh, is it Solomon Young? Just because you know he's been there the longest. He's the longest tenured Cyclone. Uh, I don't know if. Um, uh, if Condit's that type of player, it might be him. Who is the leader of this basketball team, do you think, Dave? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Regier Bolton. Okay. I think that's as much because he kind of needs to be that leader because when you're a, a guard, you're a veteran, and you're coming back uh, off a season that didn't go great, you, you need to be that guy to step up and say, you know, I'm going to help these guys out. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to push this team in the right direction as much as I can and be a coach on the floor in a lot of ways. He brings so much experience and, you know, being in the backcourt. And I think he's going to be this, the point guard. That's an educated guess in a way, but given his experience uh, and what Iowa State, you know, has in the rest of the roster, I think he's the most likely guy to take over at point. And, you know, you, when you're a point guard, you also you like being the quarterback on the court. You, you need to be a leader. Solomon Young, I think, will be, you know, a big leadership position because he's been through some battles mm-hmm. on the court. As well as overcoming injury off the court, and so on. He, but he doesn't strike me, and maybe it's different. You know, when he's with the players, he's not a hugely vocal guy off the court, but he certainly could be a, a guy who leads by example because. I don't think you're going to find a guy who works harder than Solomon Young. Yeah, he's a great story. Hard not to root for him. Uh, and, and I'm not. <laughs> you know, I guess expression. Anyways, Dave Sproul, KSI. Dave, we'll talk to you a week from today. Thank you, Dave. You bet. Appreciate it. Dave Sproul, KASI. Who's the leader of that team? Rasir Bolton. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I just thought He needs young. to be a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. Can't just be a chucker. Yep. Needs to be more efficient, but... He didn't even get his eligibility news until, what, about this time last year? a little earlier, but yeah, yeah, it came late in the process for sure. Yeah, it could be the guy. They've got some parts. They do. There's a lot of people that really like the Johnson kid from Troy, the transfer, who sat out last year. I've heard some things about him. And a couple of the guys in that recruiting class, again, outside of Xavier Foster, which my expectations are not huge for Xavier right away. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a nice player. He's a really nice piece. He's a seven-foot guy that can shoot it. And block shots. Okay, that's pretty good building block there. 
but impactful. He's not a guy that's going to walk in and score 15 and 8. That's not right. who he is right away. He'll play. He'll be good defensively. He'll hit some shots for you, but there still needs body needs to be worked on. He needs to get stronger to play in the Big 12. But the pieces in that freshman class might there are one or two guys that you can pull out of that that are going to turn into high level Big Ten players. You can do that. Got a chance. It's uh, tough in the Big Twelve. You now. know it is tough in the Big Twelve. Let's uh, get uh, welcome four of our listeners to participate in the Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a thirty-five dollar gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets twenty-five. If you are getting a ring, that means you are in. If you're getting a busy signal, you'll have to wait until next week. Claxton's Barbecue, then our picks. Miller and Condon, 1460 kicks. And 106. Week in building. All right, welcome back. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxton's 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Claxton's in business. Almost 25 years serving barbecue. in Eastern Polk County. And it's worth the drive wherever you're in in Polk County or Story or... Warren or what, Dallas? What am I missing? How am I doing, by yeah, the way? That's pretty good. I'm impressed. <laughs> I am, too. Uh, Jeff, Tyler, Bill, and Jim, in that order, we're going to give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll be eating some of that BBQ. Jeff is up first. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Guys, how are you? Good, thank you. Bears are, a, are getting a point and a half from Carolina. You know, what everyone, everybody is hating on the Bears this year so far about how they're overrated. Bears win easy. Bears win easy from Jeff, okay? How about the Vikings? They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Atlanta. That's a tough one. You know what? Again, everyone's uh, bagging on Matt Ryan. You know what? Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer in my book. I think think they're going to win that one. All right. Green Green Bay or Tampa Bay? Pick them. Probably the best game of the weekend, college or pro. Um you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is sick and tired of being in Tom Brady's shadow. I think Green Bay wins easy. I think you should, uh, when Trent or I are gone next week, Jeff, you call in, you can fill in. You're, right. <laughs> you got a little talk show host in here, like Jeff, it. indeed. Uh, Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Buffalo, Jeff. You know what? You guys are on it again. Um, it seems too good to be true. Um, regardless, I'm going to be that uh, the fish, and I'm taking Chiefs. So am I, Jeff. So am I. Total points, tiebreaker, closest without going over. Georgia, Alabama. Real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Trent. I think Alabama wins double digits. I think their defense is going to come ready to play. Um, I'm still going to say over and under. Let's go 61. 61. Jeff, have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. Tyler is up next. Tyler, welcome to Miller and Condon. We're going to give you a chance to win some Claxons barbecue. How are you, Tyler? Good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, the Bears are getting a point and a half from Carolina. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Bears fan, but I'm going to go with the Panthers on this one. All right. The Vikings are a four and a half point favorite over Atlanta. Um, I'm not, I'm not the TV uh, game show host as good as Jeff, but I'll go <laughs> with uh, the Vikings here. Green Bay or Tampa Bay? I'll go with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Kansas City gives three and a half to Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City. And total points, Georgia-Alabama closes without going over is the tiebreaker. Tyler? 55. Tyler, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Uh, Bill is up next. Hi, Bill. 
Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday to you, sir. Uh, the Bears are a point, uh, getting a point and a half from Carolina. Chicago. Vikings, four and a half point favorite over Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta. Taking Atlanta. Green Bay or Tampa? Green. Green for you. Chiefs, three and a half point favorite over the Bills. Kansas City. And total points, Georgia, Alabama closes without going over. Oh, boy. 48. Bill, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. Good to talk to you. And uh, finally, Jim brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. your neighborhood, Kenny. You're what now? I'm heading back to your neighborhood. Are We're you? almost neighbors. Uh, are we? North of that church on 69. Oh, gotcha. Good stuff. Little townhomes. Um, Bears are a point and a half favorite. Uh, uh, no, they're not. The Bears are getting a point and a half from Carolina. Uh, give me Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. I'm anxious to see him play. Vikings four and a half over Atlanta? Oh, God. Give me the Vikings. Okay. Green Bay or Tampa Bay? Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Tom Brady lit into him for the last 10 days. He did, didn't he? It's a good point. Chiefs are three and a half point favorite over the Bills. Uh, Chiefs. And uh, total points, Georgia, Alabama, closest without going over. 45. Jim, have a good weekend. Thank you, sir. You too. Good to talk to you, and thank you to Claxons as we bring it to a close for another week. Trent, it's your tee box, but be quick. We're running out of show. I got five games here after going 4-1 last week. 14-10-1 against the number. That's 58%. That will add to your bankroll. Look to do it again this week. And you hear the music. Roll Tide. You can lay four, four and a half. I'm going to lay the four and a half. That's the number. That's consensus. That's normally what we do. I love this game. Pick number one, Bema. Minus the four and a half against Georgia. Game number two in the college, Syracuse. Say welcome in Liberty, the undefeated Liberty squad. Hugh Freeze's group is playing good football. Syracuse sucks. Their offensive line's terrible. They don't have a quarterback. Liberty, late two and a half with confidence. Let's go over to the NFL. couple of picks. I'm jumping on with the Panthers here. I will lay that point and a half against the Bears. I think they're the better side at home. I, I'm not a believer in this Bears team. We finish up with a game that might not be played. I got the nine and a half with your Broncos against New England, but a positive case in New England. I saw that. We await on that. Finish up with my best bet. I'm going beep beep again. Roadrunners, UTSA. <laughs> Welcome in, Army. Grab the seven and a half, 1230 on CBS Sports Network. Boy, you're digging deep for some of these games. All right, let's get to it. I wasn't four and one last week. And four. <laughs> uh, I'll take Boston College. Give me the 12.5 over Vodtech. That game scares me. I didn't know all of those guys were going to be back in the lineup. But uh, Boston College is way better than I thought they were going to be. It's too many points. Give me my Wildcats over Tennessee. I'll take the six in Kentucky in that game. A big fan of Wilson, the quarterback for the Cats in the NFL. I'm with you, Trent. I think Denver. Uh, is the right side on this one, getting nine and a half points. As you said, they just announced there's another COVID positive with New England. Uh, the Chiefs are too good to be true, but I'm going to take them anyways. Chiefs uh, getting three and a half in Buffalo. And my best bet, Rams. Only giving three to San Francisco? I think they'll pound them. I really do. Rams, Broncos, Chiefs, Wildcats, and Boston College. Um... You're tonight in Bondurant. Yeah. And that game will air at 10.30 mm-hmm. after football Friday night with Joe Stacy and Josh Lawfelholz. Of course, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. is the Saturday morning pregame. Is Roberts in town or do I get the sense that he's gone? 
I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's Emery and Sean normally. Mm-hmm. Someone will be on the air at 8 o'clock with uh, those two gentlemen. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, tomorrow morning. There's a promo. Well, I thought I thought somebody said that Roberts has gone for oh, the really? weekend. But okay. I could be mistaken. Uh, and then, of course, uh, coming up today at 2 o'clock, Murph and Andy at 4 o'clock. The final local programming prior to Football Friday night will be the sports fanatics Chris and Ross. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon. Thank you for spending some of your morning here with us. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Have a wonderful weekend. We are Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM. This is...